the Democrats will do whatever they want to you without any fear of reprisal, without any recognition of constitutional limits whatsoever, because the only thing that matters is compliance. How dare you not comply with our agenda? How dare you not comply with our narrative? The spirit of the age, as Todd said, is coming for every single one of you. Lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. I'm Steve Dace. Now I want to share with you something. You know, Aaron led off with, you know, they're ramping up the January 6th narrative because it's the it's the only thing they have. They, they don't have anything else. Nothing else. As our friend Julie Kelly pointed out earlier this morning, not a single member of the Proud Boys or the Oath Keepers was indicted on a weapons charge. How in the world were you going to overthrow the government with a mobile phone and costumes? This is the worst insurrection of all time. I received a note, though, this morning. I posted it on my Twitter page. By the end of the day today, it'll be up on all of my social media feeds. That's Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, Gab. Look for Steve Dace there. At Steve Dace Show on Twitter and Getter. Uh, you'll be able to find it as well. Uh, at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. But I, I wanted to share this note for you in the audience. This note comes from one of the January Sixers, Sixers and I will leave his name, personal information out of it. Not that he's asked me to, but I will just do so my own accord i listen to your podcast and i follow julie kelly's reporting and it's every bit as bad as she describes i am a husband and a father who has zero criminal history and i'm looking at years in prison after i took a plea you may ask why would people take a plea if they are innocent innocent has nothing to do with this as my lawyer has told me over and over again this is about payback there are only a handful of representatives in dc that care about us The vast majority couldn't care less. They secretly despise Trump and anyone on the 6th as well. The DOJ knows this, so they know there will be no reform of this government. There will be no going back. All there is now is the path ahead, but that path will never lead back to the country we once were. I watched for four years as our government that I pay taxes for tried to impeach and even oust our president with sheer impunity. Hillary's smearing stunt morphed into a coup that lasted Trump's entire term. Then I watched the election get stolen from the American people. So I went to D.C. to support the way I thought best. I wasn't violent. I didn't break anything. I didn't steal anything. And none of that matters. I lost my six-figure income, friends, and my family is a wreck. I had the FBI in my home. I was brought before a judge in shackles. And I'm a lucky one. I got to remain free until my sentencing. So this is the country that I now live in, where the powerful few can attack an elected president attempting to remove him for four years and where elections no longer matter. We are no longer free, and this country was taken from us without firing a single shot. Guns are meaningless at this point. It was the First Amendment that people should have been fighting for the most. 
I am now barely making a living doing manual labor for just over minimum wage until my sentencing is over. I was threatened with 20 years in prison, something only murderers typically face. We couldn't change the venue and none of the motions to dismiss were accepted. So at the pleading of my wife, the extreme bias of D.C. and it's a jury pool of my peers and advice of my lawyer, I destroyed a part of me and signed a paper full of exaggerations, lies, and more importantly, a narrative that fits what they want. I am a Christian and somehow feel damned. I lied to save my family. My pastor tells me about rehab, but it doesn't help. I don't look at myself in the mirror anymore. A part of me is dead now. I now wake up longing for the Lord to take me. January 6th was a dark day. There was violence by some, and that's reprehensible. No one should have broken anything or stolen anything or hurt anyone. Having said that, January 6th should also be remembered as the last outburst from people who were sick of the coups against Trump. The lies about Russiagate, the double standard of the Bidens and how they obtained their wealth and compared to the treatment of Trump, the double standard of BLM rioters and everyone else, the forced LGBTQ pumped into our children's minds at schools while trying to shut out God at every corner, the endless wars, the celebrations of abortions, the government spending that has put children not even born into lifelong dead and the list goes on and on. This was the last cry out for the death of a nation. I don't know what's going to happen to my family while I am gone for years. My wife is dependent on me our whole marriage. She is the only woman I have ever been with, the only woman I have ever loved. I hope she and my kids can make it without me. I'm a January Sixer, and I am going to prison. Gentlemen, your thoughts on what I just shared. I'm in that position, I tell you before, I think about it every day. Steve and I had a conversation just yesterday off the air as it relates to trying to find the right language. Both of us are writers. You know how gifted Steve is as a storyteller on multiple fronts. What else needs to be said? How does it need to be said to know that what this man is dealing with is something that you will not be able to escape in one way or the other. They are all coming for you, too. You will not need to show up to the Capitol. Eventually, you will just need to use the wrong pronoun. You will, I mean, look at the, uh, in Aaron's montage, that guy on MSNBC talking about Ben Shapiro. The fact that Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire and the Blaze, clearly, and Steve, the fact that we exist and get to say things, he, his words is a threat to democracy. The fact that we get to exist and say things is the definition of democracy. But he's gaslighting you. And in your comfort, as I tell you all the time, you sit there and you take it. And you think it's not going to come to you. You can just keep your ducks in a row and be nice about it and still have what you have. Meanwhile, I just saw somebody talking about all the residential property that's being bought up in Texas. And there's that refrain, you will not own things and you will be happy about it. At every turn, they are coming for you. Just like this guy. Just like Peter Navarro. You must act now. Because you just will not have an opportunity to act later. It will be the gulags for you. History has told the tale. There's nothing new under the sun. You aren't special, Snowflake. Pick a side. Now. What Todd just said is is p- quite possibly the most true thing 
that has ever been said on this show. No offense, Steve. I'm hmm. sure you would. I would, None I, taken. I, I would, I would, I'm sure you would agree on some level with that. Because what we thought, just 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 on the slippery slope, what we thought was impossible 10 years ago to happen in 10 years ago, possible in the future, but not 10 years ago, is becoming true under before our very eyes. Children at a bar handing handing cash to dudes who think they're women. Those are the examples I used to make clad. when the gay marriage Clothing. issue was hot. I yep. used to say, those are the things we're going to see. We're gonna and see. y'all would call me and email me. Slippery slope arguments and their fallacies never happen. Steve, you don't know what you're talking Steve, about. even you would say, though, yeah. did you think it would happen this fast? No, I didn't think it would happen this fast. Nobody did. No. Even even people who, who believe those extreme examples, never. N- none of us thought this, this would happen this fast. We're, th- we're, we're, we're growing thin. I'm sorry. We're we're getting down to the wire here. We are thin on time. The things with the rainbow jihad we would have never expected to happen this fast are happening right now. What's to say what's happening right now with the January 6th detainees, political prisoners in the gulag couldn't happen just as fast. They are coming for us. Does that frighten you? Does that frighten you? I'm not sure what else there is to say here. There are things we can do today. Strengthen your own local community. In in this specific context, get to know your local sheriff. Things like that. Get to know your local police. Who Who's actually running things? Are you going to be isolated if and when they come for you? There, there are things that you can do to prepare but but folks the capital once they set you in their your in their sights once they set you in their sights it's basically like a, a crocodile grasp it's a, it's a crocodile there's no getting out of it there's no getting out of it they're showing this they're making a point of, of this entire narrative what are you going to do about it i can't think of a story in my career that better exemplifies and personifies the cultures and behaviors of the two major political parties than this story. Everything I've ever said piecemeal throughout the course of my career at any given time during any particular issue or controversy or policy fight about the two parties, it's all captured in this story. The Democrats will do whatever they want to you without any fear of reprisal, without any recognition of constitutional limits whatsoever. Because the only thing that matters is compliance. How dare you not comply with our agenda? How dare you not comply with our narrative? As Todd, you, I thought, very, um, I, I think well connected the dots between what they were saying about who's leading in those Facebook posts and who gets the most audience. Um, It's because it really is the same story. Mm -hmm. It really is. And then you will, you and I will bend over backwards, crawl over broken glass in response to this truth. 
you and I will bend over backwards and crawl over broken glass to elect a bunch of Republicans that wouldn't be caught dead with us and couldn't be bothered to lift a finger for us. Every Republican in Washington, D.C., every single one, should be asking the following three questions. Number one, who is Ray Epps and where did he come from? Number two, where are the 14,000 plus hours of surveillance video that were not released to the public? And what is the, what is the reason you would not release that to the public? Number three, the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers are the two most infamous groups in the media narrative about January 6th. How could not a single one of them be indicted for a weapons charge? How did they propose to successfully overthrow the U.S. government? I know Republicans love the low-lying fruit talking point. I just gave you three of them. I just gave you three of them. You don't have to break a sweat. You don't have to spend any political capital at all. You can say whatever you want about the people on video beating cops. You can. Uh, 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 this, is, this is as easy as it gets. You just have to care. You have to care about the damn people who vote for you. You have to care more about your voters and constituents than your plans. And your plots and your ambitions for the future. You have to see, as Aaron pointed out, we are in the end game now. All we need you to do is care. Those are three easy questions. Who is Ray Epps and where did he come from? Where are the 14,000 plus hours of surveillance video? How is it possible that the two ringleader groups of this that you have stirred the most frenzy against in your media for the last going on two years... And that they are the tip of the sphere, the spear of an insurrection, and no one's charged with a weapons charge. What were they going to insurrect with? Blogs? I'm not even going to ask you to get into what happened to the murder of Ashley Babbitt or the rest of. We're not even going to ask you to go there. We should. We should. But we know better. We know better. Many of you that are living in the state of Pennsylvania right now, you're going to be on your knees election night, begging, hoping, praying. Dr. Oz wins that Senate seat. For what? So he can turtle when they come for you? These are three simple questions that would utterly destroy their narrative. And set a precedent that they will not be able to use the actions of a few to brand the many going forward. And I promise you, if they won't do that now, they never will. It's never going to be easier than it is right now. Things are only going to get harder from here. 
only harder. The roaring lion has been unleashed, seeking whom it may devour. Things will only get harder from here. So if they can't do this now, they never will. Might I suggest that everyone within the sound of my voice not love their politicians more than they love you? Not fight harder for your politicians than they fight for you. That's not a good business model. And we are the CEOs here. Three simple questions. Who is Ray Epps and where did he come from? Where are the 14,000 hours of surveillance video? How is it not a single proud boy or oath keeper was given a weapons charge? Not a single one. What were they going to insurrect with? And they should all be on message. All of them. And if they're not, well, it's times like these you find out who your friends are. And often Republicans look at people like you and say, what do you mean we Lone Ranger? But show up to vote in November. Otherwise you hate America or something. The spirit of the age, as Todd said, is coming for every single one of you. So for fake news or not, we're going to show you a clip of an interview. This is courtesy of the Jesse Kelly program. Naomi Wolf, who was recently on this show promoting her new book, The Bodies of Others. Well, since she was just on this show, she and a team of knowledgeable folks in these fields have been digging through the latest batch of Pfizer disclosures from the successful lawsuit that our friends over at uh, the High Wire brought earlier this year that's going to force Pfizer to disclose these documents many, many years before the FDA was going to make them do it. In this clip, Jesse has asked her to summarize some of the findings from these Pfizer documents that her and her team have uncovered from this legal action. We've edited this clip down. It's going to be long. But this is at, it's this long after it was edited down. Is this fake news or not? Watch this. What's in these documents that I, I mean, I've been looking through the New York Times and the Washington Post. I've got them all in front of me here. I can't find anything about these 55,000 Pfizer documents. That seems like it would be important. What's in there? Yeah, I mean, you're literally describing the biggest headline that major media is completely ignoring um, with the greatest, biggest story, I think, of, of our era. And they're just completely tuning it out. So basically what happened was that a court ordered um, Pfizer and the FDA to release these 55,000 documents that the FDA had requested the court to maintain under wraps for 75 years after we were all long gone. And uh, the documents being released, of course, journalists like you and me would have a hard time going through them, understanding them, vast trove, very technical. But something really extraordinary happened um, Steve Bannon's The War Room sent out a call for volunteers and Daily Clout, my news site, sent out a call for volunteers and uh, 3,000 highly credentialed experts responded. Um, so we have this team of 
doctors, nurses, biostatisticians, medical fraud investigators, uh, lab clinicians, the biological scientists who are reading through the Pfizer documents and issuing easy to understand reports. And you can find them all on dailycloud.io. And the headlines of what they found are really shocking. I mean, the, the summary is that Pfizer has been committing a massive experiment on the human race. I don't, I don't think it's too much to say that with with murderous outcomes um, and, not, and not telling us. And also our government knew. Um, Pfizer knew and the FDA knew a month after the rollout in November of 2020 that the vaccines did not work. They knew they had, quote, their words, waning efficacy or vaccine failure. Um, and they gave limited, if any, uh, protection. Well, you and I didn't know that until April of the following year, after millions of people had accepted two vaccines, thinking this is it, I'm done, I, you know, I'm protected, because that's what we were told by the spokesmodels. They knew it wasn't true, uh, and it wasn't until April of 2021 when a study came out of Israel showing waning efficacy and then oh wow i guess you need a booster i guess you need six boosters right we weren't told that the mrna the lipid nanoparticles and the spike protein does not stay in the deltoid the injection site even though every doctor every spokesperson claimed that it did i had doctors telling me when i said where does it go they said oh it stays in the deltoid of course not true pfizer knew and the fda knew that within 48 hours it goes right into your bloodstream and from there, it lodges in your liver. And again, many, many children are having liver problems now. People are mystified. It goes into your liver. It goes into your adrenals, your lymph nodes. And if you're a woman, it goes into your ovaries um, and lodges there. They knew that. Um, Pfizer lost hundreds of, of records of, of adverse events. They stopped locating them. Uh, Pfizer knew that about four months after the rollout of the mass vaccination, there had been 42, more than 42,000 adverse events. Oh, more than 1,200 people died. And four of those people died on the day that they were injected. They knew in May of 2021 that uh, 35 teenagers had had heart damage a week after having been injected with mRNA uh, vaccines. And they didn't tell us, uh, the FDA knew they didn't tell us. Millions of teens, including young adults that I love, as a result of the rollout and the EUA approval in June of 2021, saying, go ahead, it's okay for teens, safe and effective. Um, they didn't tell parents till August of 2021 about myocardial. Um, so that was for months in which parents did not have informed consent and went ahead and got their minors injected. Moderna's dose, according to Pfizer documents, is 100 micrograms of these lipid nanoparticles, spike protein, and mRNA. Um, Pfizer's dose for adults is 30, so less than a third the same amount. Pfizer knew that 100 micrograms was so dangerous and had so many more adverse events that they stopped it internally due to its reactogenicity. That's their word. But they didn't tell my mom who got the 100 microgram Moderna dose. They didn't tell anyone who got the the first and second Moderna dose that the, the amount was too high. So I asked them to drill down into pregnancy and childbirth and lactation because 
I did the research, and I share this with readers in the bodies of others, showing that the CDC was saying safe and effective, and the New York Times was saying safe and effective for pregnant women, but there were no studies, no studies showing that that was true. Well, the Pfizer document volunteers found that the claims that the vaccines were safe and effective for pregnant women was based on a study of 44 French rats that lasted for 42 days. Uh, there wasn't even enough time given these rats, these mother rats to give birth and see if their baby rats were okay. They autopsied the fetuses, decided they were fine for human women and their babies. And then the people who ran this uh, study were doctors who were shareholders or employees of Pfizer and BioNTech. In the internal documents, it shows that babies are getting sick and dying from vaccinated mothers. It shows that 270 women, even though pregnant women were excluded from the trials, right? So therefore no basis on which to say they were safe and effective. Nonetheless, 270 women got pregnant during the uh, during the, the period that they were being followed by Pfizer. Um, <laughs> the records of 230 of those are gone. No one see, can find them, they are missing. But 36 pregnant women were followed. They gave birth, vaccinated women. 28 of those women lost their babies. Oh. 20 women, the babies died. Fake news or not? Of course it's not fake news. I told you. I'm, this is why I'm an anti-vaxxer. This was has been going on for a long time. And you tell you, how could this be true? And why would they do this? If it's so, now that if it was going to be so obvious and once it got out into the open, that's why you, you have to think it, about it exactly different. They're dealing with you. They think of you as drug addicts because you are. You've been unquestioning about pumping this crap into your body for a very long time. Well before COVID. And they know there's never going to be any consequences because all these politicians love their money. And yes, these people are part of a great reset. They're trying to kill you. They are trying and it's working and they know there's never any pushback. Why would they be afraid? Even if this stuff, tell me, even if this all gets out, God bless uh, Naomi Wolf and, and the high wire and us for doing it. Uh, on this show for the uh, since the very beginning where are the consequences you guys keep getting in line and jacking up your kids they they're not afraid they're who's who's going to write stories about it? It, it it's just like with january 6 just like with january 6 now they're hiring an abc producer to glam up the January 6th thing. They're going to do the same thing with this. It's all a show. And they always either get away with it or win on the show. But they're trying to kill you with this. This It wasn't an accident. Just like gas prices being high, not an accident. Them knowing that this was not healthy for you, not an accident. But they treat you like drug addicts because you are.
in many in this way in a lot of other ways you just need to be comfortable i just need to be left alone I, again i'm out of words you're either a citizen and you fight or you're a slave that's it and a lot of you love being slaves hmm. this is one of those things it's either true or it's not and i you know even if even if I, I could not, which you can go on that website, even if I could not verify down to the last jot and tittle all of this by myself, just seeing the way humans have behaved towards each other, whether your name is the great horse doctor Albert Bourla or Anthony Fauci or uh, what is it, uh, that Idaho uh, small town uh, police officer who arrests moms. Seeing the way be- humans have behaved towards each other the last two years, if you just hit me with this raw, hit me with this cold, I would have said, yeah, I'm erring on the side of this not being fake news. Hmm. My fear along the lines of what Todd has been saying, there's lies and there's gaslighting. A lie is just a lie. Red is not blue. Gaslighting is there was never red. There was only blue. Mm. Mm. But there's now a third category that I'm very, very concerned about. There's a third category that's gaslighting yourself. Gaslighting yourself. That's even worse because whether it's because you don't want to believe the truth or whether you've been gaslit so much that you now just do it automatically. Gaslighting yourself um red blue no there's never there was never any red it's always been blue you want an example of this todd has 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 brought this up on numerous occasions before all of this with the covid jab went down i just had a natural impulse to push back on the always vaxxers because of how i saw him treated one one episode of this was online on twitter with a, a former some somebody who uh, fashions herself as as right wing, a former contributor to the Federalist, I think she called you a monster, yeah. Dodd. Yes, I just saw funny. I just saw a tweet of hers come by uh, on my on my feed just last hour. So I did some digging just to see. Hey, maybe she's had a change of heart with all of this. She got the second booster of the Moderna vaccine right around Christmas. It looks like. Around New Year's, she said she's never been, basically, I'm paraphrasing here, never been sicker in her life. Around New Year's. Right after getting the booster, the Moderna booster. (laughs) Never been sicker in her life. Wow, does anybody have any experience with the Moderna vaccine? Boy, this is a weird vaccine. It's, it's, It's working a little weirdly. And I thought, okay, maybe maybe this is her wake-up call. No, 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 no. Right-winger, right-winger, apparently. Later, she's talking about uh, how it would have been so much worse without the vaccine. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's oh my. gaslighting yourself. Yep, you are dead on. Yeah. That's what I'm concerned about. That the cost of believing this, that not believing this, the cost of admitting that this is true, even 25% of it, is too much for your... Fill in the blank. That's what I'm concerned about. 
Whether it's because in our own fallen state, we just don't want to believe that, or whether it's because we've been gaslit so much by the same people that we just do it to ourselves instinctively, that's what I'm concerned about. Just the programming, essentially what I'm saying, is so deep and systemic, we can't get out of it. Let me... I wish I could say I was surprised by what you just described. I've just seen it. I've just seen it so many times. And that's that's how you know you're you're dealing with idolatry or cult behavior. That's that's how you know. I've used the analogy before everybody waiting in line the next spring planting season again to throw their babies into the fire to Maloke even though last year they had the worst harvest they ever had. But if they didn't throw their babies into the fire to Maloke, it would have been even worse, guys. It would have been even worse. Even more people would have starved. Here's what I'll say about Naomi's claims. Here's how you know they could absolutely be true. Without taking the time to go through 50,000 documents on your own, I'm going to show you right now how, it, how they could very well be true. You should at least on a prima facie basis accept the possibility that everything she said is real news. In September of 2020, Anthony Fauci did an interview. Some of you might remember us talking about it at the time. He did a Zoom interview with Hollywood actress Jennifer Garner. In this interview, Jennifer Garner asks Anthony Fauci about vitamin D. Does he use it? Does it really boost your immune system? Would he recommend it? In this interview, Fauci says, yes, that's one of the supplements that I actually take that I would recommend others take. She, he even tells her that he takes 10,000 IUs a day. He's a little dude, man. Like 5'2", a buck 05. That's a lot. That's what I take. I'm about 6 feet and about 260. Okay? 10,000 I use is a lot. But there was never any public campaign to urge people to take vitamin D to boost their immune systems. He said it in this obscure interview with Jennifer Gardner. How many times did he not say this? on all of these various media appearances. How many times did anybody with any official government moniker urge you to have your vitamin D levels checked, to know what your optimum level is, and to make sure you reach it right away? I'll answer that one for you. Never. And let me tell you why that's important. Because our own data here in the U.S. found that about 80% of COVID hospitalizations during the pandemic were among people who were vitamin D deficient. 80%. 80%. 80%. In Israel, you know what they found there? Israel found that if you were vitamin D sufficient and you're at the hospitalization stage of COVID, which means you have a serious infection, right? If you were vitamin D sufficient, there was a 3% chance that you would die in the hospital with COVID there. Keep in mind, neither here nor in Israel is anybody getting the hydroxychloroquine 
protocol. No one's getting the budenicide protocol. No one's getting the ivermectin protocol, right? Neither one of these governments is sanctioning this as a treatment, right? Right. So this is just straight up vitamin D by itself. So here in our country, 80% were the people that were hospitalized with COVID vitamin D deficient. In Israel, they took it a step further. Well, what's the hospitalization outcome based on vitamin D? 3% died if they were vitamin D sufficient. 25% died if they were not. That's by an order of more than eight times magnitude. You were more than eight times more likely to die in an Israeli hospital with COVID, vitamin D deficient compared to sufficient. You can all go to Target right now. And believe me, looking at their financial report, they need the business. You can all go to Target right now, get a bottle, 5,000 IU pills of vitamin D. Take two of those. They'll last you like, that'll last, that bottle lasts like three or four months, like five bucks, six bucks. That one gesture, before we ever learn what a Dr. Urso was or a Dr. Cole was or met Dr. Peter McCullough or Pierre Corey or any or Vladimir Zelenko or any of these other people that developed these protocols that bucked the trend, just doing that on its own, all the data showed would have severely dented the amount of carnage done by COVID-19. And when asked directly about it by Jennifer Garner, Anthony Fauci admitted it's even part of his regimen. But yet, they made, and to this day, because would boosting your immune system just have a positive impact on COVID-19? No, it would have a positive impact on everything else. On everything else. To this day, not a word. Nothing. That even with Bidenflation, we can all afford vitamin D. Nothing. Not a word. And that's how you know every word of what Naomi Wolf says right there could absolutely be true. Because the same people, the same people and the same beliefs that would cause them to hide this very simple prophylactic from you that would have far-reaching implications positively for your immune system beyond COVID-19. Are anybody capable of that? Is absolutely capable of everything that Naomi Wolf claims is in that data. That's how you know that it could be true. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, to sum up... uh all of those that went to the hospitals and were treated the way that they were, you would have been better off if they just wheeled you outside and let you sit in the sun. Yes! Let you just get a sunburn. Yeah. You would have been better off medically. Yeah. You, yes! Chances are your odds would be better if they just planted you outside with a lot of sunblock and let you just soak up the rays than wheeled you into one of those death machines called the hospitals where they where you were lucky if you got out of there alive, especially especially if we narrowed it down to the ICU, Aaron. If we just said, what are your better odds, going outside and sitting in the sun or going to an American ICU? Well, I can tell you because I know that data. I know what that data is. You'd have been a hell of a lot better just sitting outside. I have stated before that ever since you started uh, asking the question, what's the benign, innocent explanation? I just cringe and I still cringe and I still hate that question. But I keep asking myself that question more and more frequently. 
This is all true. You think Anthony Fauci knows that vitamin D helps? Yes, he does, because he took it. What's the benign, innocent explanation why this was not one of the frontline leading, leading things? Why was it all non-pharmaceutical intervention, shutdowns, masks, before the only pharmaceutical intervention, big pharma? What's the benign, innocent explanation for that? Indeed. Coming up next, an election that is very important that really few are talking about, but we will in a moment. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network. COVID is the greatest threat to America right now. If you don't stay inside, you're a terrible person. The greatest threat to America right now is clearly racism. Racism is the greatest threat to America. You better support Black Lives Matter. You better get out in the street and scream it, say it, whatever you got to do. But the greatest threat to America right now is all of this Asian hate. Stop hating Asians. Why is everyone hating Asians? Stop Asian hate. The greatest threat to America right now is all of this hatred towards vaccines. Get vaccinated. You need to get vaccinated. If you don't get vaccinated, what is wrong with you? The unvaccinated are ruining this country. The greatest threat to America right now is the uh, misinformation. Misinformation. We have to stop misinformation. It's the greatest threat to America right now. If you're spreading it, you're a terrible person. Stop the misinformation. The greatest threat to America right now is clearly mis- Russia. Russia. We have to support the Ukraine. If you don't support the Ukraine, what's wrong with you? What's what are you, some kind of terrible person? You have to support the Ukraine. The greatest threat to America right now is clearly guns, guns. We have to stop with the guns. Get rid of your guns. Gun control now. We need it.